Episode 14. Y'all know what it means. Oh! Y'all know what I mean. It means Aracom. Give me my show for it. where's my show for y'all? I just had to do that, y'all. I just love when Sin used to say that. She ain't gonna be saying that no more. She's not gonna be talking to Erica yeah, like that. She's no, no longer a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> she gave that up? Yeah, for her baby. So lesbianism was a phase for her? Being a lesbian was a phase. Uh, some people claim it is a phase. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not. I, I, I don't know I, anything about that, so I ain't gonna argue with you about that. I don't know. Wow, what that's, how, that's how we begin <laughs> the show today. Oh, I forgot. There's people listening. <laughs> that's how we begin the show today. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Good Night Harlem. And this is your host, Allah, and the and the Erica. Erica, I'm saying <laughs> you're Erica. <laughs> Give me my Dom Chipotle. All right, guys, I'm done with that. No, uh, man, we so much has happened over the weekend. Don't we always say that every episode? So much has happened over the last couple of days because something's Nor- always. But normally it's off. over the course of a few weeks. This no, time it's over the past, like over the course of a I couple know. of days. It's been dos muchos. All right, you want to get right into this? Yeah. Let's start with hyper good night. I have mm. to sing that because I feel good about it. Yeah. Alright, so our first hyper good night, as you all know, if you're following Black Twitter, Cardi B just got the number one Yo, song be, in be America. Be, if you wanted to, and these is red bottoms. Alright, anyway, I'd be um, like, these are tan bottoms. <laughs> Keep it real. Cardi B is the first female rapper to rule without any other feature sure. since Lauryn Hill in 1998. Amazing. With that being said, hyper good night to Cardi B having the number one song in the country. Avia, you start. I'm so hype um, because Cardi B is the culture and the culture. I mean, speaking of love and hip hop, I know we introduced that, ooh, love and hip hop, but ooh, Cardi a- B got her rise of fame through love and hip hop, and I mean, it's a, it's kind of exciting to see someone from love and hip hop who's not. Like creating a nail boutique or an online fashion nova type thing or some other thing that you can't really like, you know, visualize their success. I guess I get you. Um, and she she really did the damn thing, and I I like it. I have I, I feel like so you like the song still to this day. I, I you know what when I first heard the song I was like oh, okay whatever, but then it was like one of those things that I kept hearing and then it just got under my skin and I just. It, it became a part of me, I guess. Okay. I mean, you got girls in the club pointing fingers at their boyfriends, singing the lyrics, and doing all sorts yeah, that's of things. True. I mean, I think that this is like a, a woman empowerment song. <laughs> Do you think this is a... <laughs> Did you just call Bodak Yellow a woman empowerment women song? Women feel empowered when they sing the song. So Bodak Yellow is the new uh, all the ladies who truly feel me, throw your hands up. I mean, up it's, it's way more than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that start their days off with this song just to like attack the day. You know what I'm saying? And wow. 
I mean, I, I guess know you that get says mirror, something about I, our culture. So you're telling me women get in the mirror and say, you can fuck with me if you yeah, want to. Yeah, when they're about to do something, they just got to get that hype music on. They put that Bodak yellow and they're just ready to just take charge. So like, this, this is before the club song. Like, so if you putting on This is before nice, the club. This is before work. This is before you're about to break up with your boyfriend. This I don't is know like, if you want to <laughs> listen to this before you go to work, though. I mean, I be listening to all kinds of trap music at work, so sometimes I need things to wake me up so I can actually get hyped for the eight hours of craziness I'm about to. So this, so this is a hype for you. I'm hyped for it. I'm very hyped for it. What about you? Oh man, Uh, to be honest, I'm always going to be happy for anybody of color to like get the op, (laughs) as 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 they say in the Bronx. I'm always happy for anybody that has the opportunity, and she really took advantage of her opportunity. So I'm gonna say I'm hyped for her. But the the one caveat I would say, and I, I posted this on Twitter from our Goodnight Harlem account, mm-hmm. um, the hourglass is happening for her right now in this moment. And okay. by the hourglass, Two Chains talked about this uh, in his Everyday Struggle interview. Essentially, whenever you have one hit, the hourglass tilts itself. Until that runs out. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't already have that next thing baking or brewing, like you have to be ready and willing to put that other thing out already. And I know she's been working on her album and I know she's been working on trying to craft out what's going to be the single, but she needs to release that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. We need a video. Is there mm-hmm. a video? For what? Bodak. Bodak Yellow's had a video forever. Uh, whoops, I'm late. Oh. Oh. She, she I don't pay attention to a lot of videos, honestly, and that's why they're bringing back Total Request Live so that we all so, can. So with, <laughs> so with that being said, though, um, I want to see what she does without having the cadence already created for her. She used Kodak Black's cadence from his song to create Bodak Yellow, mm-hmm. so I can't wait to see what she can do without it. Like I've heard some of her other songs. Oh, her a other lot of songs times, are good too. But a lot of her other songs, she's taking cadences yet again from other people. In that and with rap, he's basically doing a Jamie Foxx because that's all Jamie Foxx does is sound like somebody else, and he's excellent at it. I can't, I can't wait to see her come up with her own cadence and it works. But if it doesn't, man, it's been real, card. Do you think that's gonna work against her though? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel like as long as you have a good beat, it doesn't really matter. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Next up on the topics list, uh, MoviePass.com. If you guys don't know what MoviePass.com is, MoviePass.com allows you to join it and subscribe to it for $10 a month. They give you a credit card in which you are able to go to the theaters listed on their website and or app and purchase a ticket 30 minutes before movie time and essentially they put on the ticket i mean on your credit card just enough to pay for that transaction um this has been deemed illegal by amc theaters and they're trying to push this away but there's almost nothing they could do about it at this point and all it is is them figuring out a way to uh rework credit card transactions the guy who started and helped to create Redbox is the same guy who's doing this so uh the subscription fee is now down to ten dollars uh it was around 30 something and the subscription fee tends to move a little bit more than that after you're subscribed for like i don't know six months to a year um so i want to know if you're a hyper good night to see new movies at the movies for ten dollars a month no matter what the movie is 
with MoviePass.com, Avia. Um, I'm a hype night this. Ooh. And I'm hyping it. Uh, my mom actually was the first one to tell me about this like a couple weeks ago. So she was actually on point. Go, mom. Um, I'm hyping it because I'm all for getting something cheaper if I can. And movies already feel like highway robbery with, I mean, one, you can't even like buy a snack at the movie theater because before you know it, you spent like $50, $60 for two people to go to the movies and all you had were like some dry ass nachos. Um, True. But I'm I'm good nighting it because at the end of the day, I went to school for acting. Um, that is my core. And I'm wondering how this is going to affect the pockets of the directors and everyone who put these films together um, as far as, you know, what they're getting back from this. Because if this is like the new wave, I mean, this is like an unlimited service if you think about it. So... Anything that that's easy to have access to is going to affect the people that are actually putting these movies together, um, especially when it takes so much money to create a movie. So I can see that being an issue down Ooh, the line. This ain't no hype night for me. This is a straight on. I mean, you're a straight this consumer is a straight this way. Hype. Bring me anything that's efficient and anything that can make my life easier. And if I do want to go to the movies and I see a trash movie, I don't have to worry about the fact that I broke the bank. Because in New York City, the average movie costs anywhere from 15 to $18. What I look like spending 15 to $18 on something that I didn't want, that I, that I, that I didn't end up enjoying the experience of. So in this case, I get to go so see whatever I want for $10 a month. I don't see how that's a bad thing. I just don't. Yeah, because you're a consumer, but I'm. I, I you're also a consumer. I am too, and that's why I hyped it. I goodnighted it because I'm also I have acting as my core, so I'm not gonna be for completely for something that if I choose to get back into acting is gonna have a negative impact on me. I mean, I don't that's see how it's sense. necessarily having a negative impact on you, considering after the first weekend. Uh, studios who actually make this stuff they 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 reduce the amount that they receive from it by the fourth week they're really not receiving money from movies anymore Every little it's bit just counts. the theater it's so, like a spotify situation mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that was that was our second topic third topic of the day uh there are three Kardashians having babies maybe two two Kardashians one maybe gender. two and uh we're just both gonna goodnight this. Good night. We don't care. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Speaking of the Kardashians, Kanye West Kardashian. <laughs> Kanye West Kardashian is being fat shamed. Mm. Hyper mm. goodnight to Kanye's weight. Go ahead, Law. <laughs> Go ahead, Law. You're a man. You know I am fat hype. shaming. I am hype about uh, Kanye's weight gain. I can't wait to hear Fat Kanye's new album, actually. He's going to be sounding like uh, Biggie Smalls, breathing all hard, like Darth Vader. <laughs> CC Fat Shaming him. Right I'm now. asking. That was a question. It had a, uh, like, you know, goes up as a question. That was a question to you. I wasn't saying that's what it was going to be. Somebody online called him Edis. I said, what? Oh that's just terrible. Oh honestly, God. honestly, though. I really am looking forward to this, and I don't. I don't genuinely feel like he gained that much weight. People were just making a big deal out of it for no damn reason. No reason. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm hype. 
<laughs> um, Why are you hype? One and two and three and four and get your <laughs> tuck your tummy tiny. <laughs> like he needs to listen to his workout plan and see how that works for him. I have this theory that I have this theory that it's not just Chloe Kendall. And um, Kim's surrogate there that's pregnant. I have this theory that Kanye is Kim's surrogate. I'm dead. Because men can have babies now. And maybe uh, they just didn't trust anybody. I'm telling y'all in advance, I'm dead. And if Kanye either. wants... Kanye's the type of person that's like, you know what? In order for something to, to be done right, I'm going to do it. He would be that person, right? So I have this theory that he is the surrogate. I have this other theory that it's either him or Rob Kardashian because they're both like a little chunky monkey right now. Um, they are, but I'm not gonna shame him. You've already shamed Rob in a, a previous episode about his weight. Don't even act like you didn't. I'm not gonna do it today. I, <laughs> I just did. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hyped for it because I feel like he's with someone who likes to surgically enhance herself, and she's not really the gym type. She's the type to do a whole butt transfer and then be being shown walking out of a gym and i'm just wondering how that trickles down to him especially with you know the way that in all seriousness the way that his mother passed away from uh um from a, a surgery as well and so i'm just wondering is he gonna hit the gym is he gonna get bigger like what's gonna happen he about to blow up <laughs> i don't know uh, i think he should call his his next album uh Reese instead of Yeezy, like Reese peanut butter cup or I'm something. Dead. And the cover could be like orange and brown. No? No, I'm oh, not going to okay. let you get All away right. with any of this. All right, cool. Well, I'm hyped. Go Kanye. Eat to your heart's content. Uh, All right. Next up is uh the new segment that we introduced last week called uh, Black Card Revoked. It is my turn this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. Oh, oh you're nervous. You made a whole big deal about how I didn't know Nuck of You Buck. I'm a, that's like, hold on. My whole blackness has been stripped from me, and now yeah, you're because, nervous. Because, Tables a turn. Because I felt like you betrayed me. Oh, okay. Well, you're about to be, betray us. So. I, well, here's mine. Now, at weddings, at parties, and at a lot of other things, for some odd reason, all of us black people get together in the middle of the dance floor and a song by the name of Candy comes on and we start to do the same dance every single time. Yeah, you've told me about this. Do you know what that dance is, Avia? The electric slide. <sighs> Avia, not only do I not like the electric slide, in that moment, I don't like anybody else doing the electric slide. Why? I cannot. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Stand I'm it, like, Avia. I'm offended that you don't like people when they're having fun. You're such a hater. <laughs> you don't like them doing the electric slide because you don't want to do it. So you don't want anyone else to do it. That is so selfish. What? What? <laughs> what? In your Wait. mind, you're like, for it, for it, back, back. Side. No, in my mind, I'm like, why are we still doing the black hokey pokey? Why? Why do you care? I, I want to not care. You're we trying to erase all the history out of history books, and you're mad that 
black culture is still thriving? Like, that just seems so backwards to me. I really, really, really hate that. We always want our own things, and then now we get our own things. Like, why are we still doing this? We need to be doing this. Why are we... What? So I'm disappointed. So as a so as a whole, I don't. I, mine is more to do with any of those, whether it be the cha cha slide, the electric slide, oof, or that do the bunny or, hop, or the down down. But what is that one? I don't know. I like the K Wayne with it. K Wayne with it, and that's like Kyle. I don't even thing. want to know. I don't want to know I what like that it. is. It's only I don't want to know. know how I to don't do want to know what this is. Please don't. Don't. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even really black. Like, okay, I didn't know Nuck of you, but I could learn that. You're never gonna like this. I know. I this. The problem is, I know how to do it. I don't want to ever. You're do never it. gonna like it though. So my ever. my ever my way of undoing my black card revoked is learning the lyrics. That's all I gotta do. But you're, you're not going to do I that. I can today if I wanted nah, to. Nah, be. You're just never gonna like the electric slide. Ever. Guys, if you're friends with Lawrence, and I said Lawrence this time because I'm upset at him. If you're friends with Lawrence and you invite him to his wedding okay. and you play Candy or any other electric slide type of song and you see him steaming in the corner, then tell him to go take a bathroom break or something like that because he's bringing down the morale. And you can't, you can't be that person. Now if I ever see you anywhere and this song is playing... I'm just going to be thinking about how upset you are as I'm sitting here having a good time. No. That's fine. That's right. That's right. Because the whole time I'm going to no, because the time. whole time I'm going to be off to the side, just going. I can't wait till this is over. Every second. Of and it. everyone's going to see that your black heart has been revoked. At least no one will see that mine has because I play it all. Revoke it, please, <laughs> please, please, please. Stamp my card. <laughs> please take away one of my points. Terrible. I'll, I'll take that. Alright, let's transition. So, we've been talking about black cards. We've talked about Kanye's. We've talked about all these things that have happened over the past weekend. But man, the big elephant in the room. Uh, how do I put this? Our, I don't like calling him the president. Trump. Orange. I don't know. I don't know what to call. Orange I don't want to call him the president. Okay. Yes, orange juice. We'll call him. Or- this is good. OJ. Don't call him OJ now. <laughs> Yo. OJ forty-five. So the white OJ. The white OJ. Right. So the white OJ decided. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. Um, Just call him forty-five. Okay. To not confuse the people. Sorry, people. <laughs> 45 decided to have Twitter fingers this past weekend. And he talked about players taking a knee. But he also had already done uh, one of his little rallies in Alabama. And while he was doing that rally, he said a lot of things about NFL players. Um, including any of them that kneel are son of a bitches. Mm. That's a direct quote from 45, by the way. Mm, mm, mm. And they should be fired. That's what he said. They should be fired. Now, when asked as a follow-up question later on um, whether or not he understood kind of the racial implications of all this stuff, 
His response is, well, I wasn't talking about race. I was merely talking about respecting our flag and our soldiers. So I just wanted to start this by saying, hmm, if you don't actually know why these guys are kneeling, that's slightly disappointing. Or you're just playing dumb. One of the two. I'm assuming that you're playing dumb. Because the kneeling has more to do with racial injustice and police brutality. Mm -hmm. And that's a harder conversation to have. With that being said, these are the same tactics that you see, at least in my opinion, in relationships from cheating spouses. I'll give you an example. I'll lay the groundwork out for this. Let's say you're a lady, you're dating a guy, and he's cheated on you before. And he's he's kind of been a habitual cheater. You catch him cheating again. You've looked at his phone and you found out that he's done it again. And you address it. And you say, I'm not going with you to this event today because you cheated on me. And I know you did. He stops in his tracks and is like, why aren't you going to the event? Like, what's the issue? And then she says, well, I saw your phone and you cheated. I know you did. And it's in that moment, what I like to call the major deflection happens. That guy, that cheating guy just goes into, well, why are you in my phone? Why are you in my phone? You don't respect me. You don't respect my privacy. So then the argument turns into a discussion around your phone and his privacy versus the actual subject at hand, Mm -hmm. which is the habitual cheating and the fact that you caught him cheating yet again. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what Donald Trump, a.k.a. O.J. White, White O.J. (laughs) is doing again. All he continues to do is deflect and talk about something else other than the actual issue at hand because it's easier to address the thing that more people will get on your side about. So let's let's assume that that cheater was to take that same argument to his friends. Yeah, she went in my phone, man. Can you believe she went in my phone? My private phone? Not very many people are going to disagree with you that you should not go into somebody else's private phone. No different than not very many people would disagree with you if you said you should not disrespect our soldiers or our patriotism, for that matter. You shouldn't. That's an easy argument to have. However, on the flip side, a harder argument to have would be to address, if you're the cheater, if you actually cheated. It'd be harder for you to explain that. And on the flip side, if you're... 45, explain the police brutality. I mean, you're the president, so you should be able to explain it, right? That's where I feel like we've gotten into a space where not only is he allowed to hide behind things that I don't feel like any other president would be able to hide behind by just deflecting, but he is putting us in a position where not only can we not trust the Oval Office, but we can't actually respect 
the Oval Office. And it's never been that, that way in my lifetime. We never could once he became president. So I I am one of the few people that's going to just go out on a limb and say, I can't wait until they find out how he became the president. And I can't wait until this is rubbed in the faces of the people that voted for him. And I know some of those people that voted for him are listening right now. And I appreciate every single one of you still. Nice disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) I said all that to say he got a lot of heat on a lot of levels, including from the NFL, actually. A part of the reason why he got heat from the NFL is not for the reason that you would think. It's not because they were appalled about the his stance towards injustice to black people, but it was because he actually went after their bank account by not only talking about their ratings, talking about how they're calling plays, as well as calling the players sons of bitches, and then they're trying to explain to them or tell them how they should run their show by telling them that they should fire someone. Mm-hmm. And of course... That's when they feel like you're coming for their pockets. And then comes my favorite part. The NFL has to make a decision how they're going to handle this. When seven of their owners have given him a million dollars a piece. And even the head of the NFL is slightly buddy-buddy with the guy. They start to release bullshit statements as a whole. All of them. Almost every single NFL team releases these BS statements. And I'm disappointed by these BS statements because none of them are saying anything. It's a roundabout way to just speak on unity and has nothing to do with the reason why all this is taking place. Mm -hmm. The kneeling, that is. And so then the day of comes, Sunday. It's game day. And everybody's looking to see what the NFL players do how they actually respond to this and what actually happens teams are locking arms coaches are locking arms some people take a knee during the anthem other people don't and all of this is framed around unity for the nfl so that they could defend the shield hmm now when colin kaepernick kneeled there was an issue <laughs> but when you're defending your money and you're defending the quote-unquote shield, you'll take a knee. And this goes into a conversation me and Avi were having offline about the convenience of these things. Like, you do this when it's convenient for you or when it affects you. That, to me, is sad. Because that's missing the entire boat on this whole thing. All of it. And it's disheartening. And it's also diluting what Colin Kaepernick was trying to actually stand for. Or should I rephrase that? Kneel for. Mm -hmm. And there's something that I... There's only one word that I can say. They literally gentrified his stance. How do you gentrify black injustice? How do you do that? Easy. Trump wants to control the narrative. So if, if Trump attacks the NFL and, and says all these things about, 
oh, record numbers are not showing up to the games, record numbers are not watching the games because everyone's disrespecting the flag. That is his way of taking something that should be uh, more meaningful towards us standing or kneeling against injustice and making it a whole completely entirely different narrative. And I can honestly say he is very good at that. He's done that from the beginning of of his presidency. One of his advisors, or I don't even know if the guy's an advisor, but I know that he's in the Republican Party and he works close to Trump. He said that these NFL players were going to become his new Hillary. And essentially, Hillary is the reason why he feels like he's in office. Because he found the punching bag that was easy to target and that enough people didn't like. Now he's found a new target, which is easy, which is black celebrity athletes to come after and target. And you target them in a way that's specific to get your base behind you even further. And a lot of his targets not going to disagree with him on his stance there. I, I just think to myself, how many times does Trump have to do something before we actually title him as a racist? Like, how many things does he have to say? How many things does he have to do? Because him calling, you know, the 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 KKK protesters at Charlottesville fine people and then calling black athletes assholes is... Son of a bitch. Or, yeah, son of a bitch. Is it like is that not enough? Like, what else does Trump need to do to show that he doesn't care about black people? He doesn't care about Mexicans. He doesn't care about Muslims. He doesn't care about anyone who doesn't look like him. Like, how many things does he need to do? And it's funny because the debates that I got in um, primarily on Twitter, it's like people always mention, oh, you're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the flag. And they're just repeating what Trump has said because they don't have a mind to think of for themselves to actually come back with actual facts on why this should be done or not done. And they're saying you're disrespecting the flag, but it's like you're showing your ass by saying that a piece of cloth is worth more than a life. You're showing your ass when you're when you're saying a statue Facts. being taken down is worth more than someone being a plummet, plummeted by a car in the middle of a what's supposed to be a peaceful rally. Like and that's a white life. So I think it's funny how much people honor a piece of cloth when they feel like someone's disrespecting it, but actually I, I looked at this act, this actual um, tweet on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it about the, the flag the codes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just want to talk about a couple of these flag codes because everyone likes to use this whole disrespecting the flag defense. And that's all they have. That's all they have. Because when you give them other examples of why people are doing this, then what they resort to is just, well, if you don't like it, leave the country. That's what they say. And at that moment, that's when I'm like, oh, you're racist. Because that's all it takes for you to say, for me to say you're racist. You're going to tell me to leave the country that my ancestors helped to create because I don't like being treated less than you. And how I want to respond is, well, if you don't like the way someone's treating the flag, why don't you leave the country? 
And it, the crazy part is it's not even actually about the flag. It's, it's not. not about the flag because if it was about the flag, then everything that I saw on, on Instagram about these flag codes, about what's considered disrespecting the flag, they that's what would be focused on. So in these flag codes, um, these are ways that you show respect for the American flag. Um, one of the codes says... The flag should never be carried flat or horizontally, but always aloft and free. And there's been many, many football games where they've rolled out the flag and held it parallel to the ground horizontally. Um, the flag should never be used as wedding, wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. How many people have flag t-shirts? Um, the flag should not be embroidered on such articles as, as in cushions or handkerchiefs and the like. It shouldn't be impressed on paper, napkins, or anything that is designed for temporary use and discard. And under that, they had a picture of, you know, 4th of July, when you have 4th of July parties and you go to Party City and you get the paper um, napkins and cups and plates with the flag all over it. These are actual ways that we are disrespecting our flag. But does it say anything about kneeling? No, it doesn't. And so I think it's kind of interesting when you have kneeling during the national anthem as as a way of showing disrespect to the flag the thing that you never cared about before this whole kneeling thing who has honestly cared about the american flag before this who was talking about how much they cared about it half of these people that that claim that the the football players are disrespecting the flag they probably don't even know how many stripes are on it i can guarantee you that how many stars are on it simple knowledge but you're worried about someone kneeling during a song that you probably don't even know all the words to. And that's how I can tell where it's just like, you just need a reason to be defensive at this point. Because no matter what facts I bring as to why people feel the way that they do and why we are doing these peaceful protests that are not harming anybody, the games are still being played. You still get your Sunday, Monday night football. What is your problem? I, I would say this, what, what dismantles that whole argument around it being about the flag is what just recently happened on Monday Night Football between the Dallas Cowboys and the Cardinals. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, and his team, they kneeled before the actual anthem was played. They kneeled before the anthem. They got booed for kneeling before the anthem. They stood up during the anthem, locked arms, still with booze. So, clearly, this has nothing to do with the flag. This has nothing to do with the anthem. This has everything to do with you don't want to address the thing that's actually at hand to address. What do you think about... Um What do you think about how they chose to uh, protest, I guess? Who? If that's what you want to call it. The Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I thought it was a cop-out. I thought it was a cop-out. I thought it was Jerry's way of trying to swindle his way out of doing something meaningful, meaningful, especially since he gave Donald Trump a million dollars. And he's also been kind of caught saying, but not publicly, behind closed doors that if any of his team was to kneel during the anthem uh there would there be repercussions but he's never there's they've never caught him saying that in public so there's no record of it mm -hmm. but this is just 
sources. These are sources that mm-hmm. say things. So I think Jerry's just a good old boy who who tried his best to get around creating a further commotion. I hated it. I hated it. But I don't know which one I hated more. Jerry doing what he did or what the Steelers did. The Steelers head coach was the black man named mm. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin said, we're not here for politics at all, so I'm going to make sure the rest of my team stays back. So they're not going to come out. One of the players... Um, Alejandro Vill- Villanueva. <laughs> I was going to call him Villanueva, but <laughs> all right. We're on a first name basis with this one. So Villanueva, who would... He had done three three tours in Afghanistan. He had done three tours in Afghanistan. So this is when Bin Laden was still alive, y'all. <laughs> like, he didn't just make the decision willy nilly to just go out there. He assumed that nothing would come of it. That once he kind of told his teammates what he was thinking, he could just kind of go, and some people may go along with him or whatever. But he stood out there not knowing that he was the only one out there. Not knowing. And he didn't he, he stood just outside of the tunnel. And by doing that has created a, a huge following for himself and not in a way that he ever thought he would. Because now he has the top selling or one of the top selling jerseys, jerseys. in the NFL overnight, basically. Because there's well, so many people. Who's buying these jerseys? Is those people that want people to respect the flag? Right. There's so many people that feel the same way Trump does. And so now that narrative is being completely flip flopped. But from what I read, or I should say also heard from his apology, Mike Tomlin wanted the team to do something 100% in unity. And because they couldn't make a decision on what they wanted to do, and he was. Villanueva was part of the reason why the decision couldn't be made because he was torn and he wanted to stand for the flag because of his his veteran military veteran past, um, which is understandable. But because they were torn, they couldn't come to a, a complete decision on what to do as a whole. That is why the team decided to stay in the locker room. So had they all came to a unanimous decision, they would have been out on the field. And I think that's what people are missing. They're not thinking of it in a way of like they're thinking of it in a way of oh they just decided to not come on the field because they don't want to deal with this situation as opposed to what really happened which was they wanted to do something unanimously and they couldn't so that's what ended up being the case my favorite part about all this was him apologizing yeah and a part of it blew my mind because he has nothing to apologize about. Yeah, he has he just doesn't. as much right to be out there as Colin Kaepernick does to Neil and any other player does to Neil. Yeah. He has he doesn't owe anybody anything, but he feels that he owes somebody something for two reasons. Because one of backlash. One, he is genuinely a team player because he plays on the line. And any player that plays on the line, whether it be offensive line or defensive line, they consider themselves the ultimate team players because they all have to work in unison, specifically on the offensive line. You have to work in unison. So you never want to be the person that shines too much on your, shines too much light on yourself. That's not your job. Two, he was in the military, so in his mind, he left his teammates out to pasture, to die, basically. Mm-hmm. Because then it makes it look as if all of them 
are less patriotic than him. And that is the thing that he didn't think would happen to himself. Um, the other part that, that came out of all of this, well, there's two, two more things that came out of this. One, the sheriff in Pittsburgh saying what he said was ridiculous, by the way. Um, did you see that? You yeah. didn't see that? Yeah, I did see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about that. So there is a sheriff in, well, I think he was a fire chief to be exact. He was forced to resign after using racial slurs against Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. He had posted on his Facebook. On his for, Facebook, a for, social media platform for that numer- everyone has access for to. For numerous people to see, Tomlin just added himself to the list of no good N-words. <laughs> yes, I said it. The fire chief wrote of head coach Mike Tomlin. What what year are we in? Like what year are we in? And I and the only thing that came to my mind is I'm like, I hope you can say that to his face. That's where my mind goes. Say it to his face, you bum. <laughs> That's like the new comeback. You bum. You bum. Just end every sentence with ya bum. Right. You're about to quit your job. You hated your boss. I'm leaving, ya bum. Ya bum. <laughs> um Okay, so let me ask you this. So, <laughs> clearly there's three ways of peaceful peaceful protesting the national anthem. There's kneeling, there's standing with locked arms, and then there's just not coming out to the field because everyone's not doing the same thing. Do you feel that if you're not kneeling, just don't do it at all? You might as well just stand with your heart, with your hand over your heart, like... Is it like an all or nothing thing? Because I think what's happening is, and I think this is pretty interesting, it's interesting and it's it's kind of sad, is that not only is Trump creating this divide between the NFL, the people that watch the NFL, the people that are all about this flag, and the people that served in the war, and then the people that served in the war and, and played football. Like, it's he's creating multi-divides across the whole spectrum, you know, with this one comment. So... In a way, it's almost like even the way that you're protesting this police brutality during the national anthem is creating a divide within itself, where now people feel bad for standing. And that goes to Villanueva's case. It's like he felt embarrassed. He felt bad. And, and so now once this harmless thing that you did before is now being looked at as, Oh, if you stand, then you feel this way. When that could not easy, it could easily not be the case. Um, or if you lock arms and you're just half-assing this whole protest and you really don't want to kneel because that's going full out and you don't want to go that far. Like I feel like there's there's judgment in between how people are protesting during the national anthem, and I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. First, I want to bring this back to the original point of the whole protest Colin Kaepernick is doing this was doing this past tense because he even said that he wouldn't be doing it anymore if he was back in the NFL he said that a mm. while ago so and when he's still he out of a job when he <laughs> was doing this um a part of the reason why he even got on a knee was because after he after those preseason games where they had first seen him do it which was September 2nd uh 2016 he was actually sitting on the bench 
wasn't drawing attention to himself, wasn't saying anything, but they took pictures of him sitting on the bench two games in a row. Then it became a news headline, and after it became a news headline, he had talked to several people who were vets, and those vets said it would be more respectful if you went on a knee. We'd appreciate that versus Mm. you just sitting down. And so he took it upon himself to go, I can adjust that, no biggie. So he went down to a knee. That was out of respect for veterans. So The very people that these flag lovers are defending. (laughs) Interesting. Which is crazy. So (laughs) the other part of this. At the point that you still don't want to address the actual issue that's on the table, mm-hmm. I don't care to hear what any other argument is after that. So when it gets into the form and the which in which way you protest, I don't have, there's no right way to protest. However, it depends on what you're actually protesting that makes a difference for me. That's what exactly you are those owners locking arms for? What are they locking arms against? Is it to show unity against what Trump said about them? Or is it to show that they're against racial injustice and for equality towards black people? I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. Um, I, I, and and we, the key word that you used earlier was dilute because um, it, the way that this has taken form, it is being diluted. Because now it's like you don't know why anyone's doing anything. Um, you don't know if they even understand why. You don't know if they're doing it to jump on a bandwagon, and we'll get into that. You don't know if they're doing it because their pockets are going to be hurt from the situation. I don't doubt that any one of these coaches has a mindset of Don, uh, Don Sterling. I don't doubt that at all. And you saw what happened to Don Sterling. He had to get exposed to... to for that side to be shown of his. And so it's funny, after that whole Don Sterling incident happened, it really just like made me look at sports where majority black people play as as, as like a slave trade, as like a slave auction. And, and that's, that's why- That's a stretch, but no, I get where no, you're going, no, but that I'm, is a stretch. In a way that, in a way that, yes, you are affording these men millions and millions of dollars that regular people will never see in their lifetime to do what they love. Yes, I will not take away from that. But what I'm saying is the owners are white. Most of the coaches are white. Um, They control where your career goes. They control where you live. They control who you play for. They control if you play. Your whole career is controlled by these men and at the end of the day a lot of them do not look at them as men they look at them as this is a number do these numbers add up no let's get rid of something let's make two and two equal four if it's equaling five i.e colin uh, kaepernick then we got to get rid of him because that's the only way our team will equal four and that's why Khan has had such a hard time finding a job because if you add him to a team all of a sudden their team their team is going to be two plus two equals five and that doesn't make sense in their mind so i think what's interesting is that these coaches are just reneging on everything that they said when colin first started his stance and so i guess the next question would be what do you think about the people who have once said 
this is something they would never do or this is something they would never agree to or this is something they were so against and now they're for it. Or people like Ray Lewis who decide to get on both knees. Why? Both knees like he's in church praying to God when I, when it came to signing Colin Kaepernick, he was he wanted to blame his girlfriend for it. Like, you know, for why he didn't get signed and, and try and make it seem like his girlfriend was the scapegoat as to why he couldn't play for his team, knowing damn well that he just did not agree with the way that Colin was handling the national anthem. And he said it to uh, Shannon Sharp. He yes. said it to him. Yes. So why is he backtracking? Why is he jumping the bandwagon now? Convenience. And does but does that take away from what he's doing? Because at the end of the day, I I, I always wonder wonder to myself, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings, and as human beings, we have um, the ability to be enlightened. We have the ability ability to gain more knowledge about things. And maybe it comes to a point where we change our mind about things that we didn't agree with before or didn't have as much uh, enlightenment, enlightenment about before. And, you know, as a person, in a, as a public figure, as Ray Lewis is, it's not that he can't change his mind because he is a human being. It's just more about what's your reason now? And he's not going to claim convenience. So do you think that people are going to ask him what that is and how he's going to handle it? What do you think he's going to say? Has he, has he done an interview about that since then? I think he's, he's been coming he's on his way back from London because oh, they were in okay. London. He that thought that day. we weren't going to see it in London. No, I'm going to do I, this on the fly. As I said, all of this <laughs> is about convenience. Like, how does When I do it this time, and I'm doing it out of solidarity, and I'm doing it in response to what this man said it's different than me just taking a knee for just this one specific cause it's a cause that's bigger than me when actually he should be thinking the same thing about colin kaepernick's cause which is also bigger than him and it is something that actually would directly affect his kids himself and other families he seemed to separate that fact when he was talking to Shannon Sharp about that because he said I have family members that were that are in the military and I don't think you should ever do that and it's disrespectful mm. so how do you come back from that that's the thing how do you come back from saying those words that you that you were so for and now everyone's doing this thing that you were so against and you're doing it too how do you come back from that and that's why that's why I totally agree with you with this whole dilution thing because is that a word Delusion. <laughs> Delusion? <laughs> to dilute something? Delusion. Sounds like some emotion. <laughs> girl, you bought some of that new Delusion? Yeah, forget that jerkins. Child, I tried that new Delusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always making up words. Um, I, I think I think that the, the whole the stance is diluted. It's completely diluted. And I think that part of the reason is Coaches and owners are doing it because of their pockets. They're not doing it for the players. I hope the players don't think that, wow, my coach actually cares about me. And this is not, I don't want to say, in a, I don't want to be generic about it because I'm sure there are some coaches that do. But there's a lot of coaches that don't. And they know that them taking this stance will make them look better. And, and they don't care about the backlash that the flag lovers have against them. That's true. Because at the end of the day, I think what they're coming to realize is that 
the coaches and the owners are coming to realize that the players are realizing the power they have. And you don't want to let a black person realize the power that they have. You know why? Because they're going to start doing things they never did before. And how is that going to affect you as an owner or a coach where 70% of your team's black? Ooh, don't. <laughs> Big don't. <laughs> so now that they're realizing that the players are realizing how much power they have off of one person. Because remember, if Colin never started this to begin with and Trump had something else to say about the NFL that would have nothing to do with this because it would be about something else. Actually, what would be their stance in then? All, in all honesty, if Colin Kaepernick had a job, which he wouldn't be kneeling right now if he had a job, this wouldn't be a conversation. Think about it. This and, wouldn't be a talk. And now that everyone's kneeling and they're late to the bandwagon, they're doing what he did last year, are they going to give him a job now? Because at, at this point, what's the point of saying, I don't think you'd be the best fit for our team because of you're doing something that we're choosing to do a year later? How does that, how does that even work? Because they still deem him to be a, a distraction. Mm. But them being in the locker room, locking arms, doing different things is not? I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Because to me, none of it's a distraction. What do you so think you can't about, really take my, my word for that. So what do you think about uh, Don Lemon? Um, I think Don Lemon's in the, a similar space... In the same space as Ray Lewis, because Don Lemon has said a bunch of different things that have went against the grain when it comes to black culture. <laughs> and just as of the past, I want to say five, six months, we've seen a different Don Lemon. Of course, Don Lemon lives in Harlem, too. So good night. <laughs> I didn't even know he lived in Harlem. Yeah, he does. Wow. So good night to that. And I also heard you, you rude on these streets, my guy. Have you ever seen him? Once. Really? Once. He needed a he needed a, a, a lineup in the back, but I wasn't gonna say nothing. <laughs> well I'm gonna say don't walk around like that. He probably that. cuts his own hair. He can't reach the back. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Man, let, let's get to the let's 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 finish this out. Let's get to the do's and the don'ts. Uh, I know that was really heavy. Um so Avia, you start with the do and then I'll I'll end it with the don't. Guys if you're serious about a girl, at some given point in time, make it a point to see how she is around her friends. Make it a point to meet her friends, to hang out with her friends. It doesn't even have to be a you and her and her friends thing. Cause how, that, long, how long before we could do that? I wouldn't even put a time frame on it. I just think that if you're serious or if you care enough, then meet her friends because to a certain extent, your friends are a reflection of you. I will say that. And I'm not saying that in the way of like, oh, if your homegirl cheats on her boyfriend, then that means your girlfriend's going to do that to you. I'm just saying that you are a product of your environment. So some of her things that she does, the ways that she thinks could all be inspired by who she hangs out with. And if you don't know who those people are, then you don't know a big part of her life. All of her friends could be guys. And you don't know what their intentions are. So at some point, make it a point to get to know who she decides to spend a lot of her time with. I think that's only natural when it comes to getting to know somebody. I'm actually, I'm actually with you on that one. I still wish there was a time frame, but I agree with you. Um, I, I agree with you. The only reason I don't want to say time frame is because like I've, 
I've talked to guys and like maybe just knowing them a little bit, hung out in group situations with my friends and them. And you know what's funny is I think a lot of guys think, oh, if I bring a girl around my friends, it's serious and I don't want them to be introduced to everybody and blah, blah, blah. Yes. I mean, it's not like you have a daughter. You don't want her to be introduced to every girl you have in your life. It's just your friends. Like, who cares? You're going to talk about this girl to your friends anyways. No, that's not true. None of that's true. Okay. Well, I guess it depends on the friendship. Depending on your friendship, you determine your timeline who am I to determine it for you? Because like I said, <laughs> like I said, I've brought guys around my friends and they've been guys that I didn't know that well. And it wasn't a big deal. And I've brought guys around my friends that I've known for way longer and it wasn't a big deal. And then there's been a lot of guys who haven't met some of my friends. And I won't say what kind of deal that was, but <laughs> um, if you care enough, make it a point to meet her friends. It's not that hard. I like, I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. Thanks. It's my turn. And I get to do the don't. Ladies, you know I love y'all. But you tonight, always start off with ladies. You know I love y'all. I do. But. I do. I do. Ladies, you know I love y'all. But tonight I want to give my don't. And I want to I wanna put this very, very uh, strictly and point it directly in y'all faces. I know y'all love the joke. I know y'all love to have a good time with guys. But. I want y'all to understand guys have feelings the same way y'all do. Aww. Um, a lot of times guys don't actually talk about their feelings, but in those jokes that you tell, you could potentially point out an insecurity of that man. And all I'm going to say is, going back to our Kanye, Kardashian, West, y'all might want to keep them fat jokes to yourself. You might want to keep weight jokes in general to yourself. Because maybe you point out the fact that he's thinning out too much. He ain't going to like that. You point out the fact that he gained too much on the gut. He ain't going to like that. You point out the fact that maybe, just maybe, he used to be bigger than you in general. He's not going to like that. And I know for you, it's a little joke. A little, you know, jab. But imagine this happening in reverse. And he going, man, you going a little bit of a kangaroo pouch right there. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't be funny. Not a Joey joke. It would not be funny. Mm. Or if he said, remember when you used to look, you used to look like this? Imagine that. Mm. You would not like it. So in all in all, ladies, don't talk about his weight. Don't. Wait, can I ask you something? I mean, I just did. That's let me, it. Let me ask you something else. <laughs> let me ask you something else. If someone is with someone and that person gains a certain amount of weight, how should they go about addressing it? Depends on the person. I mean, I can't really answer that because it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. It, truthfully. Okay. I mean, I, I could take whatever somebody says, but that doesn't mean that the next person could. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I would say in a generic sense, it doesn't hurt to say, I'm about to hit up the gym after work tomorrow. You should come with me. Now you can say that to anybody. Yeah, but that doesn't change anything. <sighs> if the person wants to lose the weight, they will. And there you go. Something. So then you inviting them doesn't change anything. It gives them an <laughs> outlet to spend time with you and y'all can release those feel-good endorphins. What? I was just giving you a hard oh, okay. time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't. Per usual. All right, y'all. <laughs>
The music is playing. Y'all know where to find us. Actually, you can find us in a new spot. Oh my gosh. We are now now on uh, the Google Play Store. We got multiple homes, y'all. You can catch us on Android. You can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on iTunes. And of course, go follow us on social media everywhere from Instagram to Twitter. Uh, Good night, Harlem. Good night, Harlem. Good night. Good night.